My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And let's crack on. And once again, we are Live, Max, Jorge, T, JM, Ola, David, Milan, Funky, Karting, Dan, Mass, Joshua, Famil, Zach. Welcome to the 2023 Brazilian Grand Prix pre-race chimwag predictions roll intro. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me live on YouTube. Thank you for watching this after the fact on YouTube, and thank you for listening with your lugs. You know what I mean. But you Martin Clunes, right? You know Martin Clunes? You might not know Martin Clunes. That's quite a niche reference. He's got quite, um, quite, his ears have the same significance to his face as my forehead does. Because this is a big forehead, okay? Audio only, you can't see. But pretty big slab on this one. Welcome. Thank you all for coming. Squibsley, Supra, Vince, Jerome, Galaxy, Roro, Oliver, Laura, Ben, Daniel, Zapkill. Izzy, Jensen, Ingrid, Joseph, Anand, Robert, Leah, Oscar. Welcome. Thank you all for joining me on the channel. The third race of three, the end of the triple header. We are back in Interlagos. What a track. What a track. Cameron, thank you for the two Aussie dollars as well. Who's coming? Frist this weekend? Um, Frist? I don't know who's coming Frist. Um, maybe, maybe you, maybe you are Cameron, maybe not Max, maybe it will be you coming for us. Um, <laughs> Interlagos, I'm not even going to bother polling you lot to ask your opinion of the Interlagos circuit because it is a certified banger, of course. Week in, week out, year in, year out. Um, you know what would be, you know what I think would be really interesting to see? I would like, obviously, I know we kind of get it at the start of next year. Maybe it would be a bit of a spoiler, but it would be really interesting to return to the same track at the end of the season that we started the season at, just so you've got like a really direct comparison of pace like, and how it's changed over the course of the year. Like, Imagine we went back to Bahrain for like the last race of the year to see how the Aston Martin would fare and see if it's actually gone backwards as badly as it looks like they have. I don't know, just a thought. I mean, it's not the most efficient way, right? You travel somewhere and you go there again in the same year. That's, that's you know, carbon footprint-wise, probably not the best uh, best approach, but never mind, never mind. Maybe, look, listen, I'm not in charge for a reason, okay? I'm not in charge for a reason. Again, make sure, so move over here, that you uh, check out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that, right? This will be going live on there after the fact, after we're done, right? If you sometimes you sometimes you might not be in front of a computer, you might not want to look at me, and then you might just want to listen to me while you're on the toilet or while you're on the train or while you're taking the dog for a walk or whatever, right? Just 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 give it a go. Give it a go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give it a try. Go on, knock yourself out. Knock yourself out yes it's been a busy week Jensen literally so on Tuesday I had I I was on four pieces of content okay you can't escape me I'm everywhere 
<laughs> I released my own video, my Fernando Alonso video, um, talking about the r- rumours. Um, we had the Last Lap podcast, of course, post-race podcast that we do after every race over on the Last Lap YouTube channel. Um, I also went, I did a podcast with Cameron, um, good friend of the channel, Cameron F1, check him out as well. We filmed that Monday evening, that went out on Tuesday. And I did the Sky Sports podcast on Tuesday afternoon. And that went out late on Tuesday. Four, four pieces. You cannot escape. Don't worry, that won't be the norm. That won't be the norm. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 you know, it's quite funny going, going on there and like, um, obviously being exposed to an audience who have no idea who I am. Some of the comments are, are pretty, uh, pretty savage, but it's all good fun. I, I, I built. A, you got to build a fit skid if you're in this game. You got. You kind of got to right. Um, but there you go. Busy sausage indeed, Seamus. Absolutely, absolutely. Minton was fuming. You know what? I actually I turned the ring doorbell off because the last thing I wanted was that going because then that'd set him off, and he'd start barking midway through. Craig Slater giving this, you know, great little, um, great little, great little monologue. So yeah, we knocked that on the head, but. Don't you worry, he's down there sleeping. I might bring him out later if you're good, right? If you behave yourselves, I might bring him out later. Also, you know what? We are five minutes in. I'm going to drop the secret word now. I'm going to drop the secret word right now. And the secret word today is dove, because I have a small dove deodorant in here. This is one of them little travel deodorants, but... I'm just keeping it in here because sometimes I get a bit sweaty. Sometimes I get a bit mum spaghetti, you know? Any other um, sweaters out there? All right, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big sweaty boy sometimes. Mm, that's an interesting thing to say. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Let's talk about round 21 of the 2023 Formula One World Championship. We are back in Brazil. We are back at Interlagos for the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. It changed from Brazilian Grand Prix to Sao Paulo because we didn't have a we didn't have a race in Interlagos in twenty one. Um, no, sorry, in twenty twenty we didn't have a race, and then it was it was a Brazilian Grand Prix in twenty nineteen. But then in twenty twenty one it became the Sao Paulo Grand Prix, which it now continues to be. The Sao Paulo Grand Prix. I'm not really. Sh- Does anyone know in, ch- in chat why 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 did the name change? Um, because I'm I'm not sure. I only really noticed it. I was doing a little. Um, I was doing a little. I thought it'd be interesting to have a look at Daniel Ricciardo's uh, record actually at Interlagos, and let me just get the let me just let me just get screen share up early doors. I need to sort out this um this screen share because it's not as good as it used to be. Uh, this is what I want to show you. Daniel Ricciardo's relative uh, teammate gaps at Interlagos over the course of his career. So he finished 14 seconds behind Lando in 2020 sprint, didn't finish the race. 13 behind Lando in 2021, didn't finish the race. Sorry, I'm talking about sprint versus race. Sorry, sprint, sprint, he was 13 behind Lando. And then beaten by Max in 2018-17-16, also beaten by Kvyat in 2015, um, didn't finish 14, etc, etc. So, not a strong, not a particularly strong track looking at those numbers for Daniel Ricciardo, but of course this, this is, look, he's only got three more races to 
put himself in with a big shot of that Red Bull seat because, of course, Daniel Ricciardo wants to be in that Red Bull seat next year. You've got, you got to imagine, right? If you're Daniel Ricciardo, you see this advantage that Max has in this car and he obviously believes that he can extract more performance out of it than Checo could. Otherwise, he wouldn't be here. Um, you know, if he has to wait till 2025, everyone else might have caught up by then. And then his opportunity to really fight Max for a world title could be gone. That's at least, I imagine, his perspective. Do I think he could actually fight Max in a Red Bull? Not cons anywhere near consistently enough to win a title, but I do think he'd do a better job as a number two driver. I do. I do. But um, but there you go. But there you go. We will see this weekend, won't we? So, round 21, Inter Lagos, Brazil. Let's remind ourselves what happened last time out. Oh, George. Georgie, Georgie, George. And you know what? 12 months later, it's he's not having the best form at the minute, is he, George? Um, he's struggling at the minute, but... 12 months ago, George Russell came, saw, conquered in Interlagos. Uh, won the sprint. Sprint weekend it was last time. Not a sprint this time around. And um, yeah, you know what? It was a very, very, very good drive. Red Bull made a mistake in setup. The difference this time out, like I say, it was a sprint last time, Okay. It's not a sprint this time. There is FP1, 2 and 3 to dial your car in. I would be very surprised if Red Bull um, mess up their setup like they did last time. Again. Wait, it is a sprint. Is it? Oh my God, it is a sprint. Why did I think it wasn't a sprint? This this is this is why I do these streams live, right? <laughs> why did I think it wasn't a sprint? Why? Right. Th this is why, okay? This is why because it's it's like live feedback. <laughs> the thing is, right? I I you know what would have happened, right? If if this was a video, I would have just oh, it's not a sprint. Da 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 da. I would have just carried on with my life and then I would have released the content and everyone would be like, you're wrong. But in this instance, right, you will correct me, right? Because we're a team, we work together. And now we know it's a sprint. It's obviously a sprint weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, you know what? I would have been more gassed about the West Ham win if it was in the Premier League because I'm just sick of us being all right in competitions that aren't the Premier League. Um, yeah, you know, so, you know, this, this is, this is, um, <laughs> this is productive. This is, pro you know, I haven't had anything for breakfast, Roski. That's probably why I, I, I don't eat breakfast. I'm one of those people. So this is a sprint weekend. So the chances of Red Bull cocking up their, uh, their car are still significant because that's exactly what they did last year when, on, on the setup, they didn't get it right for Interlagos. So because there's only one practice session, because it's a sprint, Obviously, no. Um, Pondon, go to bed. <laughs> um, so we're cooking, right? George Russell, win number two, coming, coming up. Nah, we'll get to my predictions eventually. Thank you, Benji, for the two quid. Looking forward to Brazil. Man United are killing my soul. Well, that's what you deserve for supporting Man United, Benji. I'm sorry. I have no sympathy. The United downfall is always... Um, 
going to be an experience I enjoy because you destroyed my childhood, as you did many other football supporting people's Premier League supporting people's childhoods. Anyway, <laughs> I am the breakfast. That's right, Rufus. I am. I am the breakfast. I am the only calories you need in the AM. Um, that's that's yeah. Anyway, thank you, Leslie, for the five nine. Well, I believe the last five Sao Paulo GPs have been won by the pole sitter in Hungary. Really, that's a very niche. But I guess yeah, the 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 track characteristics are somewhat similar. I did say when we were talking in my video about you know teams fighting for for bottom, Alfa Romeo, one race into Lagos is the most similar. To Hungary, to Qatar, to races where they cooked for once. Bottas fans, get excited, okay? <laughs> Did you steal that stat off Twitter? Stefan's uh, Stefan's uh, <laughs> cussing you out there. Lewis is winning, heard it here first, Ponden. Do you think, do you think, well, look, oh, yeah, oh David... Albon versus Vettel. That move, that move, Alex Albon, Paul and Sebastian Vettel, 2019 Brazilian Grand Prix. Oh, that is, just, I mean, purely bias, of course, right? But that is probably my favourite overtake in modern F1 history just because of the, the meaning to me, Okay particularly after it went so badly wrong in 2020. There was really nothing to get excited about in 2020 for as an album fan, but that move on Vettel, oh, the, the times were good. I know it all unraveled, um, but right then the times were good. That was an unreal move. Anyway, right, cool. Let's um, <laughs> keep getting sidetracked, don't I? But look, that's why you're here, because I, I like to think I'm consistently um, mumbly and inconsistent. Driver standings as they stand. Max is 100,000 points clear at the front. Right, interesting battles here. So, Perez Hamilton, 20 points. Very surmountable, especially given that this is a strong race for Lewis. Perez's form is in the mud. Absolute mud. Um, Science, Alonso level points, but Norris is only 14 points behind Carlos Sainz. Norris for P4. Look, science is no slouch, but Norris for P4, three races, including the Brazilian sprint, which is definitely a sprint and has always been a sprint in 2023. Uh, that's And then Leclerc's three behind Norris. So Leclerc could potentially jump Alonso as well. I think that seems more than likely. Maybe even Russell jumps Alonso. I mean, what, Russell is 32 behind Alonso. Um, yeah, Alonso P8 by end of season is is very... Very real. Look, if anyone can drag performance out of a not-so-good car, it's Fernando. But then again, I don't know. It's uh, That car just seems to... Be, the trajectory is just awful. And it's almost like... Driver standings mean nothing. Constructors' standings actually mean money. Driver standings, the only one that matters is P1. Like, in terms of where you're ranking. P1's the only one that matters. Every single constructor's position means something um so if fernando drops to p8 but then it means they can just sack these races and just turn them into three test sessions 
I think that's the sensible thing for Aston Martin to do, even if it means Alonso falls to P8 in the driver's standings, because 2024 is obviously way more important now. Um, otherwise, so Gasly, Stroll, three points. Ocon, I mean, Stroll doesn't look like he's picking up any points anytime soon. Ocon probably fringes. So Ocon could jump Stroll. Um, he's eight points behind Lance. And then obviously you've got, I mean, Albon's pretty clear with 27 over Bottas with 10. Um, but there's a lot of drivers down there. And obviously, the again, the momentum, Sonoda, Ricardo on eight and six, Hulkenberg's on nine, Bottas 10. Um, momentum's looking good for AlphaTauri. But again, if, you know, if Alfa Romeo can deliver that hungry Qatar-esque performance um, at Interlagos, they could be in a really strong position. Really strong position. Contract bonus, Jordan? Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. There's certainly internal benefits, potentially internal benefits for finishing higher in the driver standings. I would imagine if, if I'm a team owner and I'm writing up a contract and I'm looking to include some kind of bonus based on performance, I'm probably more inclined to be basing that off of constructors finish, even though only one driver contributes to 50% of the, you know, outcome in that. Um, that I, th I think that's probably, but maybe, but may may maybe, maybe incentivize. I mean, what was it? Kimi Raikkonen, when he was back at Lotus, well, what is now Alpine, back when they were Lotus, when he almost bankrupted the team because they would pay him per point. So he just turned it on. So, like, different people in life just need different things to incentivize them, you know? Lewis needs the draw of an eighth world title. Yuki Tsunoda needs the dream of starting his own restaurant. And Kimi Raikkonen needs money. Just money. Just, just cash. Seamus, I thought Oscar only had 46 points, Tomo. Yeah, that's an L, in it? That was an L. He definitely had 46 points at some point this year. Just just not anymore. Mad respect to Kimi. Look, listen, Max. He, he, he saw the bag. He saw the bag and he got it. To be fair, they still they still technically owe him money. But he was like, you know what? Well, he, he decided not to actually, you know, end the team and make everyone lose their jobs. But there you go. Definitely didn't do it as a hobby then. No, he's, well, that's maybe that's why Game of War, that maybe that's why he treats it tr treated it as a hobby afterwards, because he was like, I've made my bag. I've I've taken the cash. I'm just gonna chill now, you know. Nah, he's always been like that, ain't he? <laughs> so constructors-wise, Ferrari and Mercedes are split by just 22 points. Very surmountable for Ferrari, but momentum again seems to be on Mercedes' side there. McLaren to catch Ferrari, that would be that would take a Herculean fall off. For the Scuderia, but but they are Ferrari. So, would you be shocked? Would you actually be shocked? You wouldn't be shocked. Um, Aston Martin. This is why I like sack it off, right? Because there's no way Alpine are catching Aston Martin. That's 131 points, 135 points. I can't count. And so this is what matters, right? In terms of, you know, and maybe Alonso's incentivized to get higher up because there's some th something in his contract wouldn't shock me wouldn't shock me if that was true 
Um, but yeah, sack off the season, Aston Martin, sort your car out, learn your car, fix your car, work out how this these grades work because you can't call them upgrades, right? They're at best side grades, at best, at worst down, at worst down. Um, cool. And then, yeah, the battle for P4 is still very much on. P4, what am I talking about? The four-way battle for P7, that's what I meant to say. See, look, when you're live, you just can't cut that stuff out and you just got to roll with it, you know? This is that, this is... This is this is a stream of consciousness you're getting today. So Williams, 28 points. Alpha Tari, 16. Alpha Romeo, 16. Haas, 12. Now, I did, in my in my video when I was looking at the, the fight for P7, I did put Haas above Alpha Romeo. It's taken one race for me to almost completely give up on that. Um, obviously, this is a huge opportunity for Alpha Romeo, like we said. Um, this should be a decent track for them. It's Alfa Romeo, so, you know, these things certainly happen. And they are level on points with Alfa Tauri, who, again, do have more momentum than them. But if they turn up big time and actually deliver on a good quality, like, don't be shocked to see an Alfa Romeo in Q3. But to see him in the points is a different story. Entirely typical Lomo backtracking. Oh, absolutely, Henry, of course. Of course. But Haas, have, oh, there's been some not so, uh, I've seen some speculative words around Haas being a bit lost at sea at the moment, which, uh, disappointing, disappointing. Uh, maybe it does coincide with Ferrari being a bit lost at sea. I'm just saying they, they share, well, they take a lot from Ferrari. Ferrari don't seem to understand why, when they're quick, why they're quick, and when they're slow, why they're slow. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a tough one. It's a tough one for the boys and girls at Haas. But we'll see. Right. Okay. That's where we stand. Now let's talk bangers and clangers predictions for the 2023 Brazilian Grand Prix. Okay. So put a poll out last night. Asked you lot. But first of all, my predictions. Who? do I think is going to win the 2023 Brazilian Grand Prix? And I've already said, I'm not giving, I'm not going for Max for any more races this year, right? I made that rule a few races ago because he is just too inevitable. It's more fun to predict someone else. And last time I predicted this driver to win, he came within a second and a half. I've gone with Hamilton again. Like, look, I'm sorry. The Mercedes, they know how to set up a car for, for Interlagos. They did it well last year in the sprint for George. But Lewis is driving with way more confidence than George seemingly right now. So the British bias has overwhelmed me. And we've gone with um, Sir Lewis Hamilton. That's what we're saying. But what about you? What do you think? Who do you think is going to be the race winner? Well, 1,863 of you voted. I put the poll out yesterday on YouTube Community. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the polls or follow me on Twitter at TomoF1, TomoF1 with a W because we only take Ws on Twitter. And let's see. Did you vote for Max? Did you vote for Lewis? Did you vote for somebody else? Your prediction, race winner, 2023 Brazilian Grand Prix, 1,863 of you have voted and... 56% of you voted 
for Lewis Hamilton. 23% Max Verstappen, 8% Daniel Ricciardo, 7% Lando Norris. It's actually Brazilian bias for Lewis. It kind of is as well. You're right, Mish. You're right. You're right. A bit of a mixture of British Brazilian bias, all right? 56% of the viewers are British. <laughs> no, 56% are Brazilian, all right? He's an honorary citizen, remember? Um, that's what you think. Banger drive, though. Who's going to have the bangingest drive, the strongest drive? You could obviously vote for the driver you think is going to win or someone else. Who, who else in the field is going to have a good weekend? For me, I've gone on a bit of a whim, but you know I love him. So there's certainly bias at play here. I've gone Yuki Tsunoda. His recovery drive was brilliant to a point. Okay, in Mexico, I like to think he's looked back, been like, that's on me. Just go again, Yuki. This Alpha Tauri's got pace. Right? It's, it's a seemingly from, from bits I've heard from you know people within the, the paddock, there's a feeling that the Alpha Tauri is the quickest car of those bottom four. So come on, Yuki. Bring it, all right? He made a great... Right, remember, does anyone remember the move he made on Lance Stroll, right, at Interlagos in 21, I want to say? I want to say it was 21. And Lance, and, and they made contacts, and Yuki got the penalty. I was so triggered by that, I made a video, a short video, um, specifically debunking why I thought actually Stroll deserved the penalty, because that was nonsense, Absolute nonsense that move was. Um, Yuki launched out the inside, control of the car, hit the apex, Stroll just turned in like he wasn't there. Ridiculous. But um, anyway, Yuki's going to cook this weekend, right? I said Daniel was going to cook last weekend, and what did he do? He chefed, right? He put the hat on, and he chefed. Yeah, it was 10 seconds as well, wasn't it? Shocker. Anyway, that's me. Banger drive, Yuki Tsunoda. For you, who's your banger drive? It's Daniel Ricciardo. 38% of the vote. 26% Lewis Hamilton. 11% Noyce. 4% Oscar Piastri. Now, again, that's... I wanted to... Daniel's... Of the whole grid, Daniel is fighting for... It's, it's Daniel and Checo that have the most on the line right now in terms of individual. I, th I think Sargent's probably got his seat for next year um everyone else is is in place i think it's ricardo and and perez who have the most to win and lose that's why i wanted to look back at his record he doesn't have a great record at interlagos does daniel ricardo but he knows what's on the line he's an eight-time race winner he's just come off of a really good result in mexico the momentum's good for him the confidence will be there look i hope he has a good race for sure um, I hope Checo has a good race as well because it's just painful to see Checo struggle so much. But 38% of you think Daniel Ricciardo will have a banging drive. Where do we think, chat? Where do we think Daniel will finish? Um, and actually, yeah, let's start. Where, where do we think Daniel will finish, chat? G give me some numbers and we'll do a couple of polls. We'll do, we'll do a couple of polls, right? And have a brief little intermission. I'm seeing a lot of single figures. So a lot of you think points. Um, hmm, interesting. So, where will DR finish? So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do four options here. I'm gonna do a little poll. 
So would he be in the top five? Uh, P6 to P8. Um, P9 to P, P11. Or P12 plus. There are the options. Where will DR, where will Daniel Ricardo finish? The 2023 Brazilian Grand Prix. Let me know in the poll where you think he will finish. Um, for me, I think, you know, Mexico really did play to the strengths of that car. I'm trying to think, round Hungary, Hungary was Daniel's first race, wasn't it? At AlphaTauri? And he actually did pretty well. Am I right in saying that? What was Daniel's first race? I would just check on Wikipedia, but I know one of you will tell me before. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah cool, cool. Um, yeah, so again, if if we're going to look at that as, a, as an example, if we're going to look at, and obviously Daniel didn't participate in Qatar, but Hungary, similar track characteristics, um, similar strengths and weaknesses in terms of the car, then... Yeah, there's reason to be optimistic, even though his record around Interlagos isn't particularly great. Um, 4% of you think top five. 35% of you think P6 to P8. 49 think P9 to P11. 12% of you think P12 or more. I would... Yeah, I think fringes of points is the best he can probably hope for. Um, it takes a few... DNFs, a bit of shenanigans up the front. Remember last year we had Max and Lewis contact. We had Charles and Lando contact. We had Ricardo Magnussen contact. Over the sprint and the race, we had a lot of contact. Well, um, no, that was all just in the race, wasn't it? Because Magnussen held on for a point in the sprint and then it was in the race that Ricardo and Magnussen shunted. So yeah, that was all just in the actual race. Um Pretty crazy, yeah, yeah. He did take out the pole sitter. No, you're right. That was very much from Ricardo that that incident last year. Um, but yeah, forty nine percent of you think P nine to P eleven, and I'm inclined to agree. To be honest, anyway, got a bit sidetracked there. That's your banger drive. What about my clanger drive? Look, these are all a bit on a whim. I've gone Oscar Piastri. He's he seems to be picking up damage in a lot of these races. And look, no fault of his own in Mexico. I don't think luck's been particularly on his side. But also, I think Lando's really flexing at the minute. I think Lando's really flexing his uh, his position in that car. Because there's been talk over this year, oh, is, is Oscar really close to Lando? And I don't think that's ever really been the case. I think pace is one thing, but having good pace is not enough. I mean, Pastor Maldonado had good pace, but, you know, you need the, sh the full package, right? So... Look, I know I've seen, I've seen a few Perez in the chat. No, I've I've gone Piastri. Look, I, I don't hope this is the case, but I'm going to say he's going to have a clanger this weekend. And has, has he ever driven around? Yeah, because F2 don't do Interlagos, do they? The junior formulas don't do Interlagos. So that would be a sick track to have, like the F2 going around, wouldn't it? Um, that would be really good. But yeah, I think this is another track that Oscar hasn't driven at before. Again, I know you will correct me if I'm wrong, which is the best thing about these live streams. Because then I can't get anything wrong because I can always just uh, re re redact, redacted. 
watch Oscar get both sprint and race pole. Look, listen, Aleph, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sad if that happened, okay? But we'll see. Oscar hasn't driven any of the remaining races, but neither has the rest for Vegas. Well, I think Oscar's done Oscar's done laps of Abu Dhabi, but in obviously the the, the kind of um, tests, like the end of season test, and probably you know bits for Alpine. I'm sure he's done around Abu Dhabi as well. So at least he's got a little bit of acclimatization to Abu Dhabi, whereas I don't think he's he's ever touched the tarmac at, at Interlagos. He's got this kid's learning quick. As for your prediction, Clanger Drive, no surprise you've gone Checo. 45% of you have gone Sergio Perez, 11% Russell, 10% Stroll, 8% Verstappen. Um, yeah, I, I there's a bit of is Checo's record that good? I, I, I looked obviously at Daniel's record at Interlagos, I don't know how good Checo's record around Interlagos typically is off the top of my head uh, I don't know um, 8% Brits who voted for Stefan <laughs> look they had one FP1 session last year and Red Bull couldn't get their car in the right window to excel around Interlagos and maybe they'll be in the same position again this year because we are doing a sprint in 2023 at Brazil okay I don't know why you think otherwise weirdos uh, but yeah, Russell delivering a win again, I don't know. Doesn't feel like um, Oscar won Formula 4 in Abu Dhabi. Oh, did he, Alex? Didn't know that. There you go, see? So he does have does have good experience at uh, Interlagos. Not relative to the other F1 drivers, but still decent enough experience to at least have a place to place to start. Right, what about Clanger team then? Final, final Clanger. Final clanger, who's gonna oh sorry, not final clanger, what I'm talking about. What about banger team? Which team is gonna deliver the sauce this weekend? Thank you, Leslie, again for the 599. Popping in to say there's a rumor just now that Abu Dhabi will be cancelled. Yeah, we were talking about that on um that was brought up on when we chatted on Monday for the post-race Mexico um chinwag. So yeah, we'll, 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 we'll chat about that after. I'll have, I'll have a little look on Twitter, see if there's anything updated around that. Um, banger team, I've got Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your comment, DH. Bias incoming, 56% say Mercedes. Look, they set up their car for Interlagos last year and got a 1-2. And their momentum's really good at the minute. Simple. Simple. Yeah, German bias, exactly. Exactly, right? Famous British manufacturer Mercedes. I know the team's based in England, right? So, uh, so, uh, Haas, kind of. Um, <laughs> your banger team, Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri, the Kool Aid has been drunk. You've seen the Ricardo performance, you've seen Yuki's very good pace in Mexico last weekend, and you're cooking. Look. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. And it's about time they turned it around. Alpha Tauri, that's going to be a serious team next year, you know? Which, again, I, I think the better Alpha Tauri get and whatever they're going to be called next year, right? I'm not, we, we still don't know what the name's going to be and how connected it will be to Red Bull. Will it be Adidas or Hugo Boss or whatever, right? But the higher they get up in the field, the more 
people will start to question the whole idea of Red Bull owning two teams. Which, you, you know, I've said this before. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that two teams are owned by the same company because then there's always going to be this, like... You can't stop people talking to each other, you know? Like, Alpha Tauri and Red Bull people, you know, work in close proximity. They work in the same wind tunnel. You can't stop people communicating with each other. And you know that there's, you know, I don't know. It's just a bit of a... Ugh. I wish someone else owned that team. But but I love I love like Fianza, sick, right? Please keep Fianza. Keep Minardi. Keep Minardi. Would love that. Um but just yeah, ideally not in the hands of Red Bull. But it's like I know Gunther said this before, you know, people were only complaining about the Haas um being a Ferrari clone when they were doing well. But when they're not doing well, no one complains about it. Because but why would you complain about what are your competitors being worse than you? You're only going to pl complain about it when they're doing better than you. So, you know. Duh. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Clanger team. I've said Haas. Shock. Again, the words, the rumours, the rumour mill words were, I've heard online is that they're, they're, they're a bit of a loss, which is not a good place to be when you're already... P last in the Constructors Championship and that money's important and Gene Haas is not going to be a happy man if they finish last. Not at all. Given that they've, again, made... An, at least one Haas has made Q3. Well, one Haas has made Q3 because they've never both made Q3 in one uh, qualifying session. But at least one Haas has made Q3 seven times this year. Seven times is like... Significant. That's a significant... You would expect from seven Q3 finishes more than 12 points. Was it Singapore both? Oh, I forgot about that. There you go, see? See? Live streams are great, man. It's great. Great. I can't get anything wrong because they both made Q3 in Singapore, which has uh, consistently been my... Consistently been my position on it. Um, so I've said Haas, no surprise. Look, maybe a bit of a reverse jinx there. Kevin Magnussen pole position, run it back. You've gone Aston Martin, 56%. 11 Haas, 8 Red Bull, 7 Alpine. Yeah, I mean, surely that is the sense. I'm not, like, there is nothing in it for Aston Martin to treat these races like races. There just isn't. Not if they're serious about having a good car next year. Like, all the time that they're spending thinking about strategy, just, like, you don't have to announce it to the world. Just turn the engines down a little bit in qualifying so you just qualify at the back and then just trundle around. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's sad given the the uptick at the start of the year, but they've kind of gone full circle because now, performance-wise, relative to the grid, they're kind of exactly where they were at the end of last year. Because at the end of last year, they were kind of knocking on the door um, with, with, with Alpine. Um, they had a better end to last year than Alfa Romeo did. Alfa Romeo had a really strong start to last year. Aston Martin came through towards the end, were close with Alpine, and, and they're kind of right back where they where they were, which is... I guess if they never had the uptick at the start of the year, we would just see this as an Aston mid-season. Um, but because of the 
potential we saw. Tough, isn't it? Tough. Well, you remember uh, Vettel and Alonso racing to the Lion in... Uh, that was uh, that was good. But I'd, I'd say they're pretty much caught up with Alpine by the end of the year. Obviously, nowhere near as many points, but they're kind of caught up with the DH. Next subject. You are not my producer, DH. I'm I'm self-produced. I have determined when the next subject. <laughs> Cheeky. Um, cool. Right. Predictions done. Predictions done. Back to the main screen. Rolling the. This is this is the mid tro. Actually, let me grab Minton. Oh, actually, no. I'm gonna run an ad. And I'm going to grab Minton. So if you're seeing this, you're not getting an ad because you've got YouTube Premium. Or maybe YouTube just didn't fancy serving you an ad. Um, here he is. Sleepy boy. As per. Shock. Shock. Oh, your ear is back. There you go. There he is. The warm, the warm, shiny sausage. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Do you get money from YouTube Premium views? Uh, I think a YouTube premium view is worth more in terms of I get more. But like, again, we're talking fractions of a pence um, more. So technically, yes. Oh, Minton, he loves these scratches, don't you? Don't you? You really are leaning into these scratches, aren't you? <laughs> Sausage bias. Always. Well, I think it, I think it's really bad that F1 has sausage curbs. Imagine using him as a curb. You're not a curb. No, you're not a curb, are you? You're an independent sausage who doesn't need to be run over by F1 cars or launching F1 cars into the sky. Okay? Can't handle his face, I know. I know, look at him. <laughs> right, go on then. Back to sleep you go. The thing is that since I've got this little heater in this room, so now it's nice and toasty in here. Um, he loves it even more. He's he's always in it now. He used to sit in the in the bedroom on his own, but now it's it's nice and you know when Hannah's out at work, I just the rest of the house is freezing, but it's nice and warm in here. That's all that really matters. Um, yeah, so I've seen a few of you mention that Minton knew of the sprint. <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. I don't think you're wrong. Um, yeah, so a few of you have mentioned about concerns around Abu Dhabi not going ahead. Um, I imagine that's obviously tied to the to the to the war that's going on in the in the in the vicinity in the area just in well obviously general area right it's a it's a big the middle east is a big area but yeah i don't know i mean i again i don't really have a what what's what's the perspective i've had i've got to to give on that i mean saudi was saudi went ahead when you could literally see plumes of smoke um in the background of the pictures from you know attacks so it's like i don't know the sport will do what it will do at the end of the day and i don't know as a bahrain has been held this week yeah yeah no, I, uh, i've got i've got i've got nothing to impart what will happen will happen um with the f1 
ultimately it's just sport at the end of the day. There's far more important things going on in the world at the moment, but you know, sport is uh, sport offers a uh, distraction in many a way. Entertainment will always be important, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see if it goes ahead. At the end of the day, the championship's already wrapped up, so there's nothing really much more to fight for this season. Um, the battle for P2 is probably the most interesting thing. And yeah, whether Ricardo can put himself in for a chance of that Red Bull seat next year. Anything else, um, chat? We've been live for almost 45 minutes now. So if there's any other talking points or anything of the sort would suck for the F2 drivers. It's true, Dimmy. Yeah, the F2, it's been like two and a half month break, isn't it? Between the penultimate round and the final round, which is just a bit crazy, really. Uh, I'm not sure why they don't move the end of season earlier. Maybe it's because they have the young driver test in Abu Dhabi. So they like to try and have them. They're, they're there anyway for the F2. Makes sense. So what did you think of the rookies in FP1? It's, it's hard to judge, isn't it? I thought Hajar was very wholesome. Um, getting all excited about it and that. Bless him. Behrman did a good job. Obviously, Duan's had a lot of mileage in in, in an Alpine now. Um, Vesti's done practice sessions before as well. Hard to, hard to judge, isn't it? At the end of the day, the, the teams will be, you know, it's the data that's going to be of value to them. Um, are you going to Matt and Tommy's live show in London? Uh, I don't, not sure. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't got a ticket. I don't know if the tickets are sold out. Um, might try and blag, blag, a, blag a friend's entry. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I went to the last one. It's really good. Um, Alonso Checo swap. I mean, come on, that's not good. Actually, you know what? Albert Fabrega, who's the man responsible for the, oh, I've just been told a rumour and it's blown my mind. Please don't be true. Whatever. As I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Uh, he's He came out and did another tweet, basically like, yeah, it's nothing to do with any drivers. So could it be to do with, well, I've seen a few theories. Is it to do with maybe Andretti being rejected? Is it to do with... Maybe uh, Saudi investment trying to buy F1, maybe. I've, I've, there's there's plenty of speculation around what that big drop of rumour could be. Although I would love Albert just one day. Maybe not now. Maybe in years. Years from now, he writes a book and he mentions this tweet. And he was just like, oh, I was just a bit drunk. And I just fancied, you know, I thought I'd just tweet something to see if it gets a reaction. And then it ended up... <laughs> Take it over, uh, take it over Twitter. That would be that would be fascinating. And um, thank you, Will I am for the ten dollars. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, thoughts on sprint weekends? Chris Harris said a while ago, F one should bring back pro car on race weekends instead of the sprint. Drivers raced in BMW M ones during the race season. So do you mean like um, you have a spec car that isn't an F one car that the F one drivers drive? Instead of the sprint. Is that what you kind of mean? Like, like you know, they do the hot laps um, for, you know, media influencers, whatever. Um, do I, I look like I've bruised my left eye, do I? I? I mean, unless I hit myself in the face in the night, I think I'm fine. Um, unicycle race. 
I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm keen on that. I wouldn't say I'm overly keen on that, to be honest. Um, one suggestion that, well, when I was um, doing the Skypod with Craig and, and Matt, they were saying about, you know, doing the doing the, the sprint qualifying um, first, doing the sprint qualifying on the Friday evening, sprint race Saturday morning, slash afternoon, so get that done first, and then Saturday afternoon do the normal qualifying for then the normal race on the on the Sunday, um, which maybe I'm okay with that. Maybe I'm okay with that. But regardless, the sprint still needs to feel more different and distinct. Um, reversing it would be yeah, but crashes in the sprint. Yeah, you're right, lady. Crashes in the sprint, but. Yeah, it's the risk. It's, it's it's a risk, you know. I mean, cars. You could always, you know. Yeah, you might crash in the sprint, then you can't make qualifying, and then you just have to start from the back on on Sunday. I mean, you know, it's just there's always going to be like things that you can you can crash in qualifying and miss a race, you know. So yeah, you can crash in qualifying anyway. Reverse grid would obviously be reversing like the top ten would perhaps be interesting. Um, I would like a solution that isn't that. I, I I think changing up the. I still think I still think one shot. I'm going to keep banging the one shot drum until it happens, and then it's terrible, and then everyone will laugh at me. But until that point, I'm going to keep banging that drum. Because I genuinely think, I genuinely think that with all the cameras you have, all the graphics, you can really build it up and make a real song and dance. You've got all the sectors and you can really make something interesting, exciting. And the crescendo, you start with the slower cars and yes, the track's going to grip up, but it doesn't, like, if you're going out one at a time and you go out straight after maybe you do it straight after practice, the relative increased grip on the track is going to be pretty marginal. And yes, it can rain later. Cool. All right, it happens. That that happened. That can happen in qualifying. That's why Magnussen was on pole last year, because it rained at the wrong time for everyone else. Like, it It will never be... There's no system that is a, ticks every box and is 100% fair. I'm just saying this is a different system. Give it a go. Give it a go. Try it. Yeah, V8 supercars do one shot, and it's amazing to watch on TV. Sponsors get more views too. Tulsi, hundred. I literally, I literally remember watching Quali for Bathurst when I was travelling in Oz. Um, so it was twenty nineteen. No, 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 no. Twenty eighteen. End of twenty eighteen, and Bathurst was on. And we were actually in, I think we were in Sydney. No, 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 we weren't in Sydney. But we, I think we were in New South Wales somewhere. And I remember watching the qualifying. That's sick. So sick. Like the way that each lap is built up and you see the times and the deltas. I thought it was good. The, the broadcast it would make and break it, of course. But yeah, of course it will. Like we're reliant on the broadcast being good. Hence why it was so 
annoying that they cut away from Ricardo Russell in Mexico, but there you go. The jewels in the Formula E, they're cool. I like them for Formula E. I, w- I would prefer giving one shot a go in F1. I think the jewels are a bit too gimmicky for my liking, but I think for a series like Formula E where you've got the the uh, the, the boost and the cars are a bit more... You know, the, the, car, the design of the cars isn't just performance, is it? Like it is really in Formula 1. Like the wings aren't generating any downfalls. Like I'm quite happy with that leaning into those kind of a bit more gimmicky stuff a bit more. I, I'm, I'm not saying that as a criticism at all because actually I think Formula E is in the best place it's been for me. Like I really didn't used to like Formula E and now I'm like, if it's a, a track like Mexico, I'll watch it because it's actually a pretty good race or even Monaco, it's a pretty good race around there. Um, although they're putting it behind a paywall now in the UK, aren't they? I think Channel 4 aren't renewing the deal, so it's going to be on Sky, I think, which I don't think is a smart move. Um, I mean, they're struggling enough viewership-wise to generate big growth anyway, so I don't know. I don't know. I think give the one shot, we'll see. It's not going to be on Eurosport. So, uh, Cyril, I'm only talking from a UK point of view. Um, it could be it might be on um oh, I was not decided yet, Emma. I know. I, I, I read something that the, the broadcasting they're like looking for, I think they're looking for a new broadcaster actually. No, I think you're right, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, Emma. Um they're not renewing with channel four, but now they're looking for a new broadcaster. And it's almost certainly gonna be unless maybe ITV pick it up. Again, I'm just talking from a from a UK point of view. Um we'll see. We will see. Eurosport in the UK? I don't know. Did they, so did they broadcast it on Channel 4 and Eurosport in the UK? Because I wasn't sure. Right, 53 minutes. I reckon we're about done. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for, for coming along. Everyone live. Uh, Chris, Gladiator, Frederick, Serial, Emma, Tom, Phonebox, Nation, David, Popper, Dimmy, Scott Speed, Techno Andrew, Aura, AV, Aleph, David, Bertie, Takoda, Will I Am, Jozo, Anid, Salmon, Racer, Christopher, Charmander, Gamer Boy, Isaac, Rex, Daniel, Joe, Aleph, Peaks, Team, Nathan, Galaxy. Again, you can, and I try and mix up the timing of these streams because I know some of you are different time zones and all that as well. Um, we started this one at 10.30 a.m. UK time, but we'll see. We'll see you for the next one. Um, thank you again for coming Spotify Apple Podcasts this will be on as well so if you're over there listening with your ears hello welcome welcome hello goodbye I'm leaving now and uh, pleasure as always enjoy the Grand Prix this weekend last lap on Sunday watch along fingers crossed this is a great sprint weekend which is, is it's always been a sprint weekend to Brazil why would you think any differently and <laughs> pleasure as always everyone thank you all for joining me thank you uh, for the super chats as well. Well, I am uh, Leslie, Seamus, Benji. I'm off. Cheerio. Adios. Goodbye. We are done.